0: Hey y'all, welcome to episode 13 of the Adorned Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how God is infinite, yet he is also intimate. Hi friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. Okay, so we told you last week that we were going to be doing... A series on God's attributes. And we started with who God is as um, the Trinity, the Godhead. And now we're moving into um, some other attributes of God. So we thought it would be fun to start by kind of picking our favorite attributes and interviewing each other. Mm-hmm. So this week's Aaron's turn. So, Aaron, tell us a little bit about the attributes of God that you wanted to talk about today.
1: Well, it's kind of hard to say. Pick your favorite attributes of God. Like, that's the same to me as asking, like, what's your favorite dessert? Because um, I like all of them. So I um, prayed about this for a while and I ended up coming to this idea of that He is infinite and yet He's intimate because I think it's just a beautiful picture of the fact that um, He is both and that what a blessing that is to us and how that affects us every day. Um, a good place to see this is in the Lord's prayer in Matthew, where it starts out by saying, um, our father. So there's the intimate, our father, but then it goes on to say who art in heaven, um, and hallowed be thy name. So it shows like this big difference of our father who is near and close and personal, but then it goes on to say who art in heaven and hallowed be thy name, which shows his infinitude. Infiniteness.
0: That's what Crystal said.
1: I feel like infiniteness sounds better, but we'll go with infinitude if that's right.
0: We'll trust that that
1: it's a word. Yeah. (laughs) Somebody can Google it. Um but yeah, that's kind of where where I wanted to start was just that I feel like it's important for us to start with the fact that he's infinite because that covers so many things and so many different attributes about him. Um, Like, for example, that covers his omniscience, that he can see all things at all times. And it covers his omnipotence, that he is all-powerful and always has been and always will be. And um, it just... Includes so many different attributes about him, which we obviously won't be able to um, go into all of that as much as we would love to. But I think infinite is a is a really good place to start.
0: So, can you define
1: the word infinite a little bit more for us? Um, sure. So, I to me, what infinite means. Um, this is not backed by. Google or anything. No,
0: that's what we want. We want your definition. What's the Aaron
1: definition of infinite? So I would say the definition of infinite is almost, it's hard to come up with a definition because you can't really explain it. It's all encompassing, it's beginning to end. There is no beginning and end because it is eternal. It is bigger and more than we could ever grasp. Um, I think R.C. Sproul has a good quote on this. Do you want to read it?
0: He does. Um, Yes, I would love to. He says... The finite, which is us, can grasp the infinite, but the finite can never hold the infinite within its grasp. So that's kind of a lot to take in. Let me read it again. The finite can grasp the infinite, but the finite can never hold the infinite within its grasp. Mm
1: -hmm. So I think it also, um, when talking about God as being infinite, I think it helps us to understand that any other attribute of God, so his love, his mercy, his grace, anything like that is to the infinite power. I don't know what the correct form of infinite in that aspect is. Infinity Infinity?
0: goes on for infinity. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that he's not going to run out of grace or he's not going to run out of love that whatever attribute he has, he has it in infinite amounts. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a state of being, but it's also every part of him is to infinity. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And also when I think of um, God being infinite, I think of the incomprehensibility Mm -hmm. of God. Mm -hmm. Like we will never be able to wrap our brains around who he is, how big he is, how powerful he is, Mm -hmm. um, how, how wide, like just in time Mm -hmm. um, he's existed forever and will exist forever. Um, That's another thing I kind of think of when I think of how, um, When I think of his
1: infinitude, (laughs) this is a
0: new word to us. So we're going to use it a lot.
1: (laughs) So I think um, I heard a good quote about this. I'm trying to remember where I heard it. But um, so I've always been like boggled by that idea of how is he outside of time? That just sounds like obviously we can't really understand that. But I heard something that kind of helped. So it's not just that he was before, during and after. But it's the fact that he doesn't see or live moment to moment. So we live moment to moment. We're in this moment, then we have the next mm-hmm. moment. But God is removed from that. So he is seen and experiencing all moments at all times.
0: Jonathan tried to explain this to me not too long ago. And I just, it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I guess I'm going <laughs> to have to just be okay with not understanding this. Because I, I just can't wrap my mind yeah, around yeah. it. But yeah, I know that that's truth. And um
1: I yeah, never, but heard I will the, never understand it. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard someone say he doesn't live moment to moment. That Right? Like yeah, me he's kind of outside grasp. of it. Yeah. 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 I think that's that's another good thing about him being infinite. I think it also includes that he is creator.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, the girls always ask me, "Well, you know, who created that? Who, that? who made that? Who made that? Who made that tree? Well, God created trees, and then they always come, you know, to the next question. Well, then, who created God? And that's, you know, that's a good question that makes sense for everyone to ask if everybody everything was created then who created god right and that kind of just helps us get to the point of that he is infinite he has no creator he is self-existent and he is eternal so he was never created and everything that is created was created by him yeah yeah yep <laughs> yep, And not only so, is he creating them, but he's also sustaining them, which I yes. think is another good point. He didn't yes. just create and then walk away like he is constantly upholding all things. Mm-hmm.
0: So let's go to scripture a little bit and see where we see God's infin- infinitude in um, in scripture, because we say that that's where we should always go to find our information about God. So, Aaron, do you have any good verses um, about how infinite
1: God is? Yeah, I think the, the first one that comes to mind is in Revelation. It's Revelation 1.8. And it says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and is to come, the Almighty. So I think that kind of goes into what we're talking about, that he's eternal. He's mm-hmm. before and after and always
0: Yeah, he's the beginning and the end. I love it. Um, Also, I really like Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, which says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Okay, um, so we've talked about how God's in infinite. Um, Now let's talk a little bit about how he's also intimate, how he likes to um, have a personal relationship with us. Mm -hmm.
1: I love this part. I love this part of God. Because if you think about it in kind of like earthly relationships, we see, you know, a boss or a king, he doesn't really have to have relationship with, with his employees, or he doesn't have to have a relationship with his servants or that kind of thing. Um, so the fact that God wants to have a relationship with us just is so beautiful. He could have created everything and just kind of let it be, but he didn't do that. Right. He created us with the desire to have a relationship with us. And I just, I love that attribute of God. Mm, So good. I said
0: so good again. Our friends tell us we say so good too much, but we just want to affirm each other. (laughs) And affirm the word. (laughs) And affirm the word, yes, because it is just so good. Um, So when we're talking about how um, we see God as intimate, what are some ways that we see that played out um, in the Bible and um, just in our day-to-day
1: life? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think the... One way that we see God as um, personal or intimate is we have to have the understanding that he is um, a person, not a person like with a body. We know that he's a spirit, but um, we find time and time again in the scripture that he has Um, The qualities of a person. So he gives people his name like he reveals Mm. to Moses when Moses says, well, who do I say that you are? And he says, I am who I am. I am Yahweh. I am your God. And so I think that's one way that, that he has a name. And so that kind of reveals to us about him. And then we also see um, time and time again in scripture, I mean, I think Psalms is a great example of this, especially Psalms 139. If you have not spent some time reading through all of that, it is a great, great chapter of the Bible. Um, And this one will probably be relatively known by most of you. But in Psalms 139, 13 and 14, it says, you have formed my inward parts. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance in your book. They were written every one of them. The days that were formed for me when as yet there was none of them. I mean, does it get more personal than that? That's exactly
0: what I was thinking. Does it get more intimate than
1: that? He knows everything about us. Yeah. Yeah. Which hopefully, I mean, some of us, that might be like, ooh, a little bit alarming. Yes.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. Especially
1: when you get down to the thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. But it's good. And we see that again um, all throughout, even in the Old Testament. It says in Exodus 33, 17, and the Lord said to Moses, I am pleased with you and I know you by name. So we just see how intimate, all the way back to the beginning through all different um characters or people Mm -hmm. in the Bible that God, you know, he cared for them. He knew them by name in Jeremiah one five. It says before I formed you in the world, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart. So not only does he care for us personally as we're living our lives, but he cares for us so deeply before we even walked on this earth. So I think that's just, that's really cool. Yeah, that is really cool.
0: What are some other ways that, um, we see him being intimate,
1: um we see throughout scripture that he looks at our hearts so this is um something that as i was studying and preparing for this it just totally caught me because i was reading through um how they chose david to be the king mm-hmm. and how um when when they came to choose the king uh, Jesse brought out his strongest biggest son first and then he brought out the next strongest most handsome son you know for them to put before do you want him to be the king he's the strongest he's the biggest and God just kept telling them nope nope that's not the one I have that's not the one I have and then finally it comes to David little old David who's out in the fields and um you know being a shepherd boy and and God's like, that's the one. Like, I see his heart. So it's not that just God knows us personally, but he knows our hearts. Yeah. And he He wants our hearts. He mm-hmm. wants our affections. And, and I think about that, and we think related to personal relationships. Like, that's how we are with our spouses mm-hmm. or our kids or our friends. Like, we don't just care about you like we want your affections we want to have a personal relationship with you
0: yeah and to know somebody's heart you have to have that relationship Mm -hmm. like you Mm -hmm. can look at the outside of someone and say oh yeah they're tall or they're short or they're you know blonde or brunette or whatever right but to really know their heart, mm-hmm. like God knew David to pick him because of his heart, mm-hmm. he had to have a personal relationship with yep. them. And um, that just says a lot to me. Personal relationships, they take effort, they take time. Yeah. And, um,
1: Yeah, I I love that. That's a wonderful example. I think that's a good point, too, of what you're saying is, like, you can know about someone. You can know how tall they are. You can know, like, you can know about someone without actually knowing them. Mm -hmm. And and God doesn't want us to just know about him. He wants us to know him. And the way to do that is to have that personal relationship. And that comes back to everything we've always said about Christianity and that it's not, a religion it's a relationship and that we see that that's what God desires for us that intimate relationship
0: Mm -hmm. and we see that over and over again throughout scripture and I think we've even mentioned it before but he's constantly looking at our hearts Mm -hmm. we -hmm. see that over and over our hearts are so very very important to him
1: yep that's what it talks about if I'm going to just read that verse because it's exactly what you're saying so talking about when they were picking David as king it says do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because i have rejected him for the lord sees not as man sees man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart mm-hmm.
0: so i know we see this other places throughout scripture what is your favorite story that shows how
1: intimate god is so i think um this is a story that we maybe haven't studied a lot it's in the old testament and it's um about a woman named Hagar. And so to give a little bit of context, there was this um, period of time where Abraham, God had promised Abraham that he would have many descendants and that um, he would have many descendants as numerous as the sand and the stars. And he was old and his wife, Sarai at the time Mm -hmm. was also old. And so they were like, okay, when is this going to happen? And, um, So they just decided after a few years that they were going to take it into their own hands. And Sarah, Sarai, had her Mm maidservant. I think so, yeah. Maidservant. Sleep with Abraham. I don't know how else (laughs) to really say that. Um, Apparently during that time that was customary, but it's still weird. Anyways, so Hagar conceived and was pregnant with a son. And then that made Sarah, Sarah, Sarai, just have contempt and was just... Did not treat her well and there's all this stuff going on all background information so Hagar decided to run away she she tried to run away and God met her in the desert and um and when she has this encounter with God she she calls God El Roi. so it's E-L-O no E-L-R-O-I El Rai and um I think this is so beautiful because what that translates to is the God who sees me. So she thinks nobody cares about me. I'm going to run away. Everybody doesn't like me, whatever. We can all relate to that in some respect, that feeling of just nobody sees me. Mm -hmm. And, And so she has this encounter with God and she says, you are the God who sees me. And if we I think if we're all honest, like that's what we want. Oh, yeah. We want a God who sees us.
0: You know, from the time we're little kids, I feel like that's what we're seeking. We're seeking to be seen. Like if you think about um, toddlers, especially like two year olds is Mm -hmm. really when it starts and they're just doing anything they can do to get attention. Yeah. They're usually seeking the attention of their mommy or their mm-hmm. daddy. But I think that that is just built within us to be seen. We yeah. de- We desire to be seen. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that God is a personal God that sees us. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's just such a beautiful picture.
1: Yeah. And, it, and the way she's saying it, um, I'm going to read the verse It says Genesis 16, 13. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing for she said, truly here. I have seen him who looks after me. So not only does he see her, but he meets her there. Mm-hmm. Like he knows that, you know, she's trying to run away and he meets her there and he stops her. And he, you know, he if it goes on if you continue to read, if you want to l- read that in Genesis. But um, he goes on to encourage her and um, just speak life into her. So not only does he see us, but he's willing to then step into that and speak into our lives. That's good. So good. There's so many stories. It's hard to pick your favorite one. There's so many good ones. If you want to look some more up and if this is like a topic that you want to study more, you can look um, up at the woman at the well. We can look at Peter's encounters with Jesus. Um, We can look at what Jesus did after he was resurrected, I didn't study this too much until um, we talked about it at church on Easter, which is fascinating. Like Jesus spent time with people one yes, on one. Yes, yeah, he, you know, he just raised from the dead and he could go and like show to the masses, but he doesn't. He goes and spends time with very specific people, very personal. Um, we could see it with his encounters with Zacchaeus. And um, you might be thinking, wait, now we're talking about Jesus, but after we talked last week about the Trinity, anything Jesus does um, is is God. And anything that Jesus does is because the father has told him to. And so we can look to Jesus as an example of how personal and intimate he wants to be with us. So I think basically the biggest picture we have of um, how intimate God is, is the fact that he sent Jesus for us. And we hear that all the time. But if you stop and think about it, if you really stop and think about it, God sent himself wrapped in flesh for us. Exactly. We don't have to
0: work to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. We don't have to try to pay for our sins that we commit each and every day. He sent Jesus down to us to meet us where we are and to, to pay for those sins, to cover those sins and to die on the cross for us. And now we don't have to do anything other than believe. Mm -hmm. And, um, that just shows a God that that cares, a Mm -hmm. God that wants to be intimate with us, a God that wants to be personal with us. And, um, it's just so beautiful. Love it. So now that we've talked about how God is both infinite and yet, um, so very intimate, um, uh, do you think that as humans, we tend to focus on one more than the other?
1: I think that's a really good question. I think it's probably, maybe a personal thing or maybe your local church or or what it is but i think sometimes we do tend to focus on one more than the other i feel like maybe it's also as women we focus on one more than the other i don't know i don't want to make some big broad stroke thing but i think we a lot of times unknowingly lean one way or the other when what I mean by that is we want to just focus on the fact that God is um, a good good father or God is you know close and he is caring and he is intimate but then we have this um, balance we have to kind of walk of yes he is all of those things but we still need to live in awe and in reverence of him he is still infinite he is still creator he is still God and the danger is bringing him low by Mm -hmm. not exalting him with those attributes. Mm -hmm. So I think there is this tension, like you're saying that we need to make sure that we are spending time praising him. And maybe this in a real practical level is just looking at your prayer life. Is your prayer life very much focused on um, yourself and bringing your cares like you would to your personal father or your personal someone who cares about you? But are you balancing that in your prayer time with spending time Praising God for who he is, not what he's done, but who he is and exalting him to his right place. Yeah. You know, that makes me think we started doing something
0: um, when we pray with the girls. Uh, we just started it this year and you can use the, um, what is it? And like an acronym Acronym. acts, Mm -hmm. A C T S. And we start with adoration. Yes. Um, every time we pray with them in the mornings, we start with adoration because it just reminds us Mm -hmm. to, to be in awe of who God is and to praise him for who he is. And Mm -hmm. then the rest of it is C is confession. T is Thanksgiving. And then the S is supplication where we can ask him, Mm -hmm. um, for something. And I know that that has really, helped us focus on um just how how mighty he is mm-hmm. and powerful and i could just go on and on with yeah. all of his attributes. Yeah. Um but i also think it's interesting because for me talking about kind of focusing on one more than the, than the other i think i tend to go more towards um how infinite he is mm-hmm. because i I have this fear of bringing him down to my level. I don't want to um, lower him or make him seem um, like a human. Mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that I respect him and stay in awe of him. And so for me, I need to remember more that he is a personal mm. God and that I can call on him and I can have that relationship. So it's interesting yeah. to see the difference. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about living in that tension and knowing that, like, it, both. It's it's important to remember both. Mm-hmm. So how do you think, Erin, that those affect like living in that tension um affects our everyday life?
1: That's a good question. I think um, I think in so many ways, as I was trying to think about this, there's just. I just kept going, kept going, kept going. I think um, one way is just it helps us understand our proper place. Mm. So it helps us humble ourselves and it also helps us not be self. What is the word? Like self-righteous? No, self- the opposite of self-righteous. Um, um, self-degrading.
0: Yeah, maybe. Does that make any sense?
1: Like we are loved by God. We don't need to look at ourselves negatively. We need to look at our sin negatively. Right. And be sorrowful yes. over our sin. But remind ourselves and comfort ourselves with the fact that we are forgiven, but and it humbles us mm. by reminding ourselves of how high God is. How much we need him. Yes. Yeah, yes. That's good. Like what about that. you?
0: Um, you know, This leads me into, um, the topic that I'm going to be talking about, um, in the next few weeks and that he's a good, good father. Um, but just remembering that God is personal, um, it helps us in our, in our suffering Mm -hmm. because I think sometimes we can tend to get focused on the infinite part and, um, Think of him as, you know, sitting up in heaven on a throne, just looking down at us and we're just down here, you know, in the times that we're going through suffering, just kind of on our own and it can feel scary and lonely. But if we remember that he's here with us Mm -hmm. and yes, he's big and holy and righteous, but but he's also here with us and he desires to know us and to hear our hearts and we can, um, call out to him for that comfort and that peace when we're going through hard times. Um, it just, it helps so much. And I'm, I'm excited to share a little bit more Mm -hmm. about that, Mm -hmm. um, in the coming weeks. But I think during those tough times, just remembering, um, how much he likes to be intimate with us is just huge. Yeah, that's good. That's
1: good. I can't wait for that episode. Um, I think another way that it affects our everyday life is It helps us to um, disciple, whether we're discipling our kids or our friends or someone um, a little bit younger than us. If we have a right standing of God and his character, that'll affect how we talk to our kids Mm -hmm. about God or how we talk to our friends about God. And um, just to to balance that, like we're talking about, Mm -hmm. he is intimate and he is infinite. Yeah. Another thing that I think of, um, is the
0: Bible, which we've Mm -hmm. talked about so much, but his Holy word, he gave that to us personally. That is his word for us. So we can learn about him and who he is. And so, um, that's another way that we can live in this tension between realizing that he is infinite and he, um, gave us his word because it it is so very important because he is the creator of all, but yet he gave us his word so we can know him. Mm -hmm. Um, He's not just um, ruling over us and letting us blindly wander in the dark. Like Mm -hmm. we have his word that is a personal um, letter to us. Yeah,
1: yeah, I love that. Um, One last thing about how this affects everyday life. Uh, I think it gives us a call to action, mm-hmm. um, and, and an assurance. So in John 10, 27, it says my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. So he knows us and we are to follow him. And it goes on to say, I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. And I and the father are one. So this kind of ties everything back together where it's saying my sheep. So he knows us. He has a relationship with us and he says, I know them and they follow me. So, Yes, he knows us, but the response then, the call to action is then for us to follow him, mm-hmm. just like the sheep would follow their shepherd. And so there's there's a call to action here, a call to obedience that we need to then walk in, but then it's followed up with assurance that no one can snatch us out of his hand. So I love that. It's call, but it's also assurance. Mm, yes. Um, in J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God, um, which is a wonderful resource and we'll put in our resources, but he says that knowing Jesus Christ still remains as definite a relation of personal discipleship as it was for the 12 when he was here on earth talking about the disciples. He goes on to say, The Jesus who walks through the gospel story walks with Christians now, and knowing him involves going with him now just as then. I just got chills. It's like, so good, seriously. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes I think we distance ourselves. We think, oh, the disciples mm-hmm. had a personal relationship yeah. with Jesus, but we get to have that as well. Wow. And we get to walk with him just like they did. That's amazing. Yeah, love it.
0: So, um, how have you seen these attributes of God—the infinitude, the intimacy? How
1: have you seen them personally in your life? Um, it's kind of funny I was praying about this question and asking God like how, what, what would be a good way to kind of sum this up and and I had um, I should have known better than to ask for that because then God obviously gave me an example it's like an praying experience. for patience exactly exactly <laughs> so this is just going to be a a real simple, um, story, but I think sometimes we hear, we hear these things about attributes of God and we hear, okay, how should this affect my life? But if you're like me, you want like real practical. Okay. How does this affect my life in this discipline moment with my kids? How does this affect my life in this difficult situation in my marriage? How does this affect, like, give me the real practical, actual, how does this affect me? And so, um, We have four-year-old twins, which I've mentioned before, and one of them has always sucked her thumb and one hasn't. They're identical. I don't know. One of, it's strange. So the one that sucks her thumb, we've been working on stopping, sucking her thumb. And um, she's done amazing. She completely stopped during the day, but she's been having a hard time going to sleep without doing it. And so we decided, you know, to make one of those sticker charts and uh, which we've never really done before. I guess we did when we potty trained them. But I was like, let's just try a sticker chart. Can't hurt anything. So if she does it for five days, she'll get a treat, whatever. So last night, Um, I put him to bed and she said, I'm not going to suck my thumb, mama. And so then I walked out and I came back in and she was sucking her thumb. And I don't even know whether she knew she was doing it or not um, because it's just such a habit. And she's Mm -hmm. still so little. And she pulled it out and she goes and she just instantly starts bawling and she's crying and she's so upset. She doesn't get her point. And anyways, all this to say that in that moment, not only is God infinite. He knows that that was going to happen. He, everything is planned out. His hand is over everything, but also he is intimate and he is there and he wants me to turn to him and go, God, what do I do right now? Like she is so sorrowful over her sin. She's four and she is legitimately sad over the fact that she's doing the wrong thing. And yet I, you know, do I stick with what I said? Like, Lord, what do I do? And so in these moments where, we could feel totally lost if we only think about God as infinite. Yeah, We remind ourselves that no, he's intimate. He wants us to come to him in those moments. He wants to give us reassurance. He wants to give us guidance. He wants to, you know, give us discernment in what to do in those moments, not only for me, but also for my daughter. Like yeah. the fact that he cares so much about her and how she's going to grow up and how she's going to love him and how she is desiring to be obedient. And just the fact that I can turn to him in those moments is just to me why all of this, you know, is just so important for us to learn about. Oh, I love that example and I love how God just gives us those little
0: um moments when we pray for them, when we come to him and ask him, he he answers. And so I love that. He gave you that right away and he said, "Aaron, here's your example." So I love it. Um we would love for you to come back next week and I'm going to talk a little bit about how God is a good father. Aaron's going to interview me and we're mm-hmm. going to discuss that. And so that'll be fun. I have had a good time kind of digging into that. So, and just learning more about God, which is what this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. So Aaron, um, you know, we liked to in the episode with a verse or a quote. So do you have something for us today?
1: Yep. We're going to be back in Psalms 139. This time we're going to do um, verses one through four. O Lord, you have searched me and know me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my line down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and most importantly, share with a friend. The beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cobbs.